Hello. Hi. And welcome to this week's episode of Generic Ear Porn. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Wow. We don't have any guests this week. How do you feel? I know. It's just us. It's it's podcast classic. It's Jep. Jep classic. Jep classic. How are we going to... I don't know if I can continue, to be honest. I might have to stay in the podcast here. I feel like we've run out of stuff to talk about, to be honest. Yeah, I know. Um, I think like a lot of our listeners have really enjoyed having guests on. I don't know if they really resonate with... I don't know if we are enough, Charlie, for these people. I know. I know. I'm so insecure about our our, our our next few podcasts without said guests. <laughs> but we're both thinking about getting microphones. Hey, that's it. So if you hear any crackle crackle, that's going to be upgraded fairly okay. soon. There's a bit of crackle crackle last week. Quite a lot of yep. crackle crackle. But I was really happy with that episode. Yeah, I think the crackle crackle, I think that basically comes from the same laptop. Well, we were doing um, it on a phone last week as uh, well phone and then not wearing headphones i think is essentially yep. yeah so everybody i'm gonna have to have a quiet word with harry after this and uh sort yep. him right out get the tech <laughs> <laughs> that sounds ominous um sounds ominous. I, I listened to uh ricky gervais's podcast this week oh that's awesome i, I listened mean, I, to, yeah i love ricky gervais i don't know about you yeah i enjoy him i enjoy him a lot yeah. But there was loads of crackle on his episode, so but he does have a bit of it, you know, people do know his name at this point quite well. But I mean, Ricky, you're a multi-millionaire comedian. You can afford a fucking microphone, mate. <laughs> I know that, that is a bit confusing, but you know what? There's quite a lot of crackle on the office as well. That was a bit of a crackly show. Hmm. Oh, so, okay. But content I mean, was, content film... is clearly what's important. We we don't want to lose sight of that. Content is king. Hmm. And obviously, so, our content's the best. Exactly. Hey, it is. Uh, 19th episode? 20th episode? I'm, I've lost count. Yes, now. this is it. This is 20. This is 20th. Yes! <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, calm down. I can insert the sound of a cork popping there. And then the sound, we could have the glasses filling up. Chink. Whoa. Celebrate, and Charlie. Am I right in thinking that you sat in a pub this week in the last week? I sat in multiple pubs this weekend. My um, god, god, I know. Well, we sat in a pub uh, for a meal and a few drinks in the evening on Saturday, but mm. on the route to said pub, we walked along um, the river and we just hopped at different pubs. But we brought booze with us, so we felt quite sensible because everybody was queuing ridiculously long hours or minutes for these outdoor <laughs> pubs, uh, <laughs> either or time scale. It's up to you which decide which one is <laughs> true. <laughs> but uh, we just chilled uh, along the pub, uh, along sorry, along the bank, and it was lovely. It was great atmosphere. People yeah. were in such good mood. Maybe maybe too good of a good mood because it just was a little bit like how it's come to this extreme when a few weeks ago we were all just like not even thinking that that was going to come around fairly soon yeah i know it's it's weird i find the weirdest thing is walking around and seeing shops open because i really sort of i'm really not used to that i'm i sort of 
wasn't waiting for it to happen and it feels weird i just went uh, for a walk today to clear to get away from my desk and yeah. it was bizarre just uh i sat down outside a coffee shop i just completely forgot that the coffee shop would be open mm. so what a, this is bizarre this is a weird feeling squirrels were coming up to me hello that was weird hello, mate do you they, have any uh, do you have any yeah. acorns yeah no fuck <laughs> off i don't sorry no, no acorns <laughs> go go get your own this isn't this isn't communism yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we're not sharing acorns here because sharing's communism. <laughs> yeah. Go back to your socialist tree. Uh, um, sorry. <laughs> I, pro- I promise. I promise we don't take a political stance on this podcast. Uh, we no. have said that we don't. Um, but you know, more important... we're all about happy news, which is what we're going. That's the theme of this episode. Exactly. But more importantly, Harry. Did you yep. get your pint and your McDonald's this weekend? Not, not yet. I haven't done that yet. <gasps> I know, but I want to. I, I can't find a pub near the McDonald's where I can just <laughs> okay. rock up. Yeah, it has to be seamless adventures. It has to be seamless, like yeah. you know. Traveling. I don't want. I don't want to eventually sit down with a cold, uh, a cold burger, uh, and then have to queue half an hour for a pint. Yeah, you see, I mm. feel sorry for that pub close to that mcdonald's though because surely that's just the worst because um they want you know people to come into the pub and, and eat not just take the fucking mcdonald's and sit down outside in the pub i don't know so long as there's people there but uh, they're not worried about that at the minute yeah that's true um mm. i think because i bought a few pints of stella at the weekend uh Ooh, not okay not wife peter i promise you um but <laughs> with with the stella they yep. donate one pound to bar tips if you buy a pint of Stella. Really? So I, I felt I did some sort of good this weekend by contributing to that pub's bar tips. Really? Supposedly. They donate a pound? pound per pint if you buy a, yeah, a, uh, a pint of Stella. How much are they making if they can do that? Don't know. I think it's just Stella's way of, of kicking up the pub industry are back again um so tesco doing a really really good advertising campaign uh when pubs opened and it was a picture of a pint and it said for once uh we're telling you to go to the pub or go to bars um because we have no good deals on recently and we want to encourage people to venture out um oh that's nice i thought it was pretty cool yeah Yeah, it was really cool i like that i'm gonna go get beer from tesco tonight (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 but beautiful news, beautiful news. It's beautiful so news. lovely. Right. You want to kick off with some beautiful news? Yes, I will start with there are already more than 34,000 kilometers of plastic roads in India. Which. Wow. Uh, yeah. Plastic Making... roads plastic roads which you'd think would get a bit sticky but uh, i think someone's thought through that yeah okay so okay i'm trying to, i'm trying to like think this through so mm-hmm. when i think when i'm thinking like plastic roads i'm just thinking of like literally just no so normal... there's there's uh, gravel in it tar um yeah. and po- uh, it's a polymer glue made from plastic waste perfect Perfect. Bang it. That's it. Yeah, because I thought all the cars would just slip, slide around the <laughs> around the roads. No. So it's it's like it looks like a standard road. 
but the plastic okay. is you they've mixed bin liner into it and all sorts um so, so how come so i mean that's yeah. awesome and that's obviously a huge technological feat but you know mm. why that nation and also kind of why hasn't this been so, thought out so basically the i'm not this doesn't have it on the article but i know a lot about how landfills work and i like i've done a bit of research into tracking where our plastic where our general waste goes and for mm. a lot of people their recycling bins do not go to yes. be recycled in the uk that shouldn't be a shock to many people yeah. um any that the, the the bin your bin would have to have exactly what the recycling center need and that only for them to consider recycling it here whereas yeah. they'll typically uh, send uh, your recycling bin if they find yogurt pots and stuff in it and they don't have the facilities for that it will send it to a landfill or they'll sell and anything that is already already deemed going to landfill they will sell to poor countries and so in like our landfills in the UK are amazing. Everything goes through an incinerator first, then goes into the ground. Very little CO2 comes out of UK landfills or methane. Whereas yeah. in India and other poor countries, they take our waste. They use cheap labor to begin with, extremely yes. cheap labor to take to extract anything of value. That will be aluminium cans mm-hmm. and types of plastic yeah, um that's valuable yeah and yeah and so because they've got such cheap labor and they've got a large workforce and they have all the waste uh they are able to get loads and loads of material um and i guess they the standard of road like this the i don't know how good the quality of the material is for the roads but they might have a lower standard of road quality out there mm, yeah so, oh i mean i think most people who you know, come from India or uh, have at least travelled there. Know that you know at least when you come out of some of the main cities, the roads are fairly terrible. And yeah. I mean, so, I mean, so that's that's really really good news because I know that there's there's some key roads that you know obviously require lots of important goods and services to be moved across kind of mm. India, India and, um, and 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 that sort of region um, that are really hazardous. And I think every single year, uh, you know lorry drivers almost kind of take their lives into their hands by just accessing these roads that are just absolutely deadly um so yeah that's perfect news cool good, good stuff all right good Chazza, stuff. on to you right well um i have seen that already installed in 35 plus countries around the world are um hydro panels that pull drinkable water using sunlight from the air. Now, whoa, that's so, cool. Yeah, so the are uh, they are solar solar panelled, uh, solar powered. Sorry, grids um, that are completely self-contained. Uh, they work off the grid, and they also work in pretty much all conditions. But essentially, what happens is it draws the water vapor from the air, distills it into purified drinking water and delivers clean water to your tap. Now, it obviously is a little bit more complicated than that, but I think that's just kind of the the rough idea. But it's meant to, depending on the kind of um, the kind of consumption in that area, but um, 
can produce four to 10 liters a day of water, um, which actually thinking about it now is not that much, but I think it's per per panel. Um, and you think That's... about if, 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 if there's no rain in a day and it can, and it can take 10 liters of water, it's not too bad going. And each of those co- each of those units costs two thousand dollars. Installation cost is five hundred dollars, and it has a lifetime of about fifteen to twenty years. So you know, in terms of an investment, um, I think that's a pretty good way of of purifying water from just literally the air. That's really cool. I, well, the, yeah, I, I've been learning about uh, water de- uh, because obviously we, we we all of our water, especially in the West, comes from finite resources mm. um yeah so like you know it's as much of an issue as fossil fuels except there's no carbon emissions from the water industry and not at scale anyway mm. um but we have uh we are going to have a water issue in the future but there's amazing uh tech in i think it's called distillation mm-hmm. um and wa- uh, wastewater recovery is the big one that's an amazing one yeah. Um, but yeah. So, but the, yeah. So the the only other way they know how to get water at scale is by taking salt water, boiling it, and then taking the steam and then purifying that. Which is, of course, it takes a lot of energy to do that. But yeah. with solar power and stuff like that, that may not be an issue. But uh, ideally, there's it's water. We recycle water just like everything else. Exactly. exactly. But this is really interesting. The idea of just extracting it from the air and four to 10 liters doesn't seem small to me. If you get an acre of those, that's yeah. a lot, a lot of water for an area. Exactly. And there's, um, you know, there's a lot of um, investment in that sort of water tech, clean water tech, you know, like mm. green tech. Um, you know, I saw there's a, there's a company based in, in Munich in Germany and they've installed these, like kind of green smart installations in quite a few major cities around the world. And basically they're benches with a moss feature. Yes, I was reading, I was learning about this today. Yeah, and essentially it extracts the air uh, and uh, into the moss because the moss can really hold up to, I don't know how many liters of water or it can basically, pull in the the kind of the, the dirt uh, from the uh, kind of natural atmosphere around it mm. and basically they analyze how dirty or clean are your cities and then what happens is all that kind of moisture from the moss it just kind of trickles down and then also uh, it, it kind of feeds back into a, a purifier or cleaning system that also keeps the moss alive so it's kind of a closed loop system of analyzing smart cities and like uh, is this pollution. is this this is the one that it's that bench there's a few in london there's a few of, in london got, yeah there's, got, there's a bench on each side that take up sort of half the half the width of it and yeah. they've got a big green Huge square in the middle so yeah. what actually is really cool about this is a few universities got involved and these guys that have set it up but it's i think it's not it looks like moss but i think it's an artificial tree it's a genetically modified artificial tree it doesn't oh, produce no, the good thing about that is it doesn't produce seeds which would be a nightmare if say uh you have to be really careful with how you plant trees because you might plant an invasive species that 
wipes yes. out other trees yeah, exactly. um, or carries disease. Um, so it's this sort of amazingly well-engineered tree that does the, you know, is in fully designed to just suck up and suck up carbon. Mm. Um, and so it does the work of something like 10,000 trees and it's just one bench. Um, but the, the goal for them is they're, they're not stopping there. So this bench they've productized and that's going in cities and you'll probably see it in every city in the country in not long. But the next thing is they want to, um, they want to engineer cities. Uh, so they put green walls on every, you know, on all the buildings. Yeah. And so they can actually, through plants, can control the heat on hot days. It, the, um, I don't know what this is in Celsius, but the, it, it was in Fahrenheit in the video. So in a 70 degree Fahrenheit city, it would feel 50 degrees because it's, it's the plants would suck all the humidity out of the air. Ah, so it would still okay, be warm, yeah. but it wouldn't be humid. So you'd feel much more comfortable. You'd be a lot less sweaty, mm. um, but you'd still be enjoying the heat. Love that. Technology helping us to use less links or deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, this is why we're, we're having these kind of, talks on, on beautiful news because it's it's beautiful news about the world that we live in and innovations that kind of are really really positive um, mm. you know we're not just gonna read some beautiful news from the daily mail about which uh, which social media influencer um has moved out to dubai and started a clothing brand or something like that it's just not it's not like it's just we're just showing you how i guess there's lots of things happening right now that you wouldn't even know about and doesn't even get into mainstream news that yeah um, that's and I, not but i think also we we have a tricky balance with it's really important to know the things that are going wrong in the world the things that are potentially getting worse but then if you don't take time to appreciate what's getting better um i think so many people around me they are so they so they believe two things either the government should fix it not that they ever will. They believe that the government should. And then the second thing is they they don't believe that they have the power to change anything or that if they were to try and try and help, um, the impact of them alone doing it would be so small that it wouldn't be worth it. But the, collect, the collective, the, the enormous collective of people thinking that it makes it true. Yeah, yeah completely. Um, I really, yeah, I really believe that everyone should start just being more ambitious and have more fun and take more risks and try stuff like this bench. These people aren't rocket scientists. This is just a tree that eats carbon well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, you, you know, you can always hire the talent later on who are the experts in that. But to, mm. you know, think about the idea yourself and at least to um, to build it into what like a an MVP, um, it doesn't take, it, yeah, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, like you said. So mm. it is, it is exciting. It is exciting, but we do need to be more ambitious, for mm. sure. Um, and hopefully, this this period of like coronavirus and, and lockdown has stimulated those kind of minds and people to think much, much bigger, especially with what they want in life. And I certainly like. I think with like with younger people. Um, instead of just doing the the classic uni and nine to five, people are thinking, you know what, 
fuck it, I'm going to take a risk on this one because, to be honest with you, I don't really have too much to lose, yep. especially with the rising you know, rates of people not being able to get a job. So it's all good. But anyway, on to more happy news. <laughs> yes. Is it, is it my turn? It is your turn, sir. Or do you want uh, me to take another one? No, no, no. I'll have a go. I'll have a go at this. Um, Norway recycles almost all of their plastic bottles. 97% recycling rate. Now, is this a system where, uh, I, I know it in quite a few European cities where we used to do it in this country, actually, but they uh, take all your plastic bottles um, in, like from the supermarkets where you buy them, essentially. So you, you buy your plastic uh, bottle of water, cola on mm -hmm. a Monday, and you can actually then return it at said supermarket in the bottling bank. And then what they do is for every bottle you, you get, you get, say, like, let's just use a 20 five um cent kind of coupon thing which you can use in that supermarket and it basically encourages you to bring back your plastic to not litter um but also you get some sort of uh commercial win back from from kind of recycling it back that is um, exactly it lovely yes lovely. we need that here that would be it feels like a no-brainer to collect your bottles uh and then take them back and you've got oh you know, even if it's just four bottles or whatever, you just keep it in your rucksack. That's a quid. I know, um, I, I, but I think I think the reason why we don't do it is, like you said, our recycling facilities in this country are shockingly bad. But they're, they're not bad at taking one particular item. Okay. Well, um, I think it's only because we give them everything unorganised. And we chuck wrong stuff in there. We don't clean it. It's such an inconsistent thing. We do in Brighton and across the UK, we are very good at recycling plastic bottles. That is something that is universally uh, recycled across the country. But so often, so rarely do they get just a bag of plastic bottles, which they could do at supermarkets if people brought them there. Also, I think it's the, the fact that we obviously as a... Uh, you know, an island-based country have to rely mm. on uh, many imported goods. And a lot of these plastic bottles, which, which we get, are from all around the world. And all of them may be, don't fit the, the guidelines of what we are able to recycle in terms of that single kind of plastic bottle. Whereas, like, say, Germany, for example, they all use the same type of plastic bottle for all of their, um, like, beers, like, like, Beer in a plastic bottle in Germany is very, very common. You you see that most of the supermarkets sell beer in plastic bottles because they want those bottles to come back to recycling facilities. And I know that those bottles can be washed. It's between one and ten times before they actually have to be chucked away and recycled properly, which I think is quite cool. Um, mm. So Norway have obviously completely locked it down in terms of um, the attitude that people have towards recycling because I think we, as a nation, in terms of education, and you know, this isn't Brighton and Hove, because no, Brighton and Hove are obviously very good, but I think we are, in, as a nation, inherently ignorant and terrible at recycling. And um... but Also, I think our, our, just, our nature has changed towards coffee. What would be cool is if, you know, if you wanted to cook a co Coke, for example, um, or any soft drink, when you go into the supermarket, you know, Five Guys, Yes. And you got the thing, you can select which drink you want there. Mm -hmm. Well, if you could just fill up a flask, um, 
with whatever soft drink you want in a supermarket. You know, you, mm-hmm. you go to the vending machine yeah. and just select uh, which drink you want. That should be the norm. There shouldn't be any 500 milliliter bottles. No. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. If, if people can do it for a flask for coffee, they can do it for tap water. They can do it for, they can do, I mean, it would destroy Evian, but. Um, <laughs> oh, but we no. Just, oh, no. <laughs> but we just shouldn't be using uh, bottled water at all. We shouldn't be using plastic bottles like that. The future is them not existing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because they've got, they've, we're only delaying the inevitable because they've got 11 life cycles. And if we continue using them, then we're just going to be getting, in the future, we're just going to be getting the same resources from outer space, mm. which is going to be absurd. <laughs> but, but, but also, you know, we, we talk about Norway here. And, you know, mm. Norway technically is, is, is a fairly wealthy country. You know, they have the kind of the largest, largest mm. sovereign fund in the world. Are we potentially saying that, you know, to have the infrastructure for good recycling facilities, you have to be naturally a wealthy country? I don't think that's true at all. Okay, take, take, take your view on that. Uh, my view is that before we had plastic bottles, we were fine. Um, we were still steadily improving. Plastic bottles didn't uplift any one in the nation. And without them, uh, without soft drinks, uh, to be honest, people in poor communities are more likely to, probably more likely to spend more on soft drinks. I don't want to overly generalize if that's not the case. But, uh, you know, they're just going <laughs> to, they can either take a flask to fill up with drink or they can just um, drink water, tap water. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not, you're not hurting uh, impoverished people. No, you okay. are hurting some big businesses, some really big businesses. You'll be putting a lot of people out of jobs. Yeah, unless unless they learn to adapt, which they in all likelihood might do. Who knows? But that is a is a, is a solution for the future, and I think if we're working towards this, you know, carbon zero before twenty thirty in most European like cities, um, mm. we need to take that attitude of we need to save the planet rather than okay, we need to make sure that companies like Evian and all these other big multinational companies are keeping their profits and increasing them each year. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be cool to be able to go into, say, somewhere like McDonald's, and if you're not getting a takeaway, get glass, you know, a glass cup. A refill. Uh, yeah, t- a refill, yeah. a plate, you know. But instead, no matter whether you're staying or going away, you get all this throwaway stuff. Yeah. I know, but, you know, McDonald's, you know, five times out of ten people go to McDonald's because they've had quite a few drinks. Mm. imagine getting that that recycled recyclable bottle you're not going to bring that back oh no no, so, no i'm not talking about a recyclable bottle i'm saying that if you're gonna if you request to eat or drink in you should just get a glass cup filled with coke that they oh, clean right yes, there and then something that doesn't wash. leave the building yeah yeah okay well that that's perfect that makes all the sense and they've definitely got the resources to actually set that up mm. um and okay, then you just have to maybe deal with the people who use the takeaway. But you know, McDonald's as a restaurant actually they do have a lot of people who do sit in. So you are you are right. You know, they were definitely. 
Mm. It would definitely help. It would definitely I think benefit. it would be. I think it'd be good for us to go just in the meantime. If we, if it would be too much of an adjustment phase, anything, any takeaway resources. Um, if if your if your meal comes with a throwaway box, that's five p. And if you you know just like the plastic bag, um, and it's it's essentially a carbon tax. And you can just bring Tupperware when you go to your Indian takeout or. Uh, a friend of mine has already set up a business where there she's created drop points in Brighton and she's encouraging takeaway restaurants to use her Tupperware that people can then drop off uh, to be cleaned and reused. Um, but I don't know how successful that will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think okay. there should be some sort of, we just need some form of penance. On the on the consumer, yeah. Like with the, plastic, so. the plastic bag five p thing was an enormous success. It was huge, wasn't it? It is yeah, massively changed the entire way that we approach. Completely, I can't. Bags. I can't think about the last time that I bought a plastic bag in mm. a supermarket because we have quite a lot of them in the house it literally piled to the point where you open one of our cupboards downstairs and they just pour all out um and i think everybody you know that i know would always say before going to the shops you know have you got a plastic bag um and it, and you look like almost a bit of a, a bit of a tit if like you you end up buying a plastic bag there because you're thinking oh that's really annoying because i've got so many at home and you almost mm. kind of you berate yourself almost and that, that's the attitude yeah. that we want they, they say uh according to gov.uk uh the plastic bags have fallen 90 percent since the 5p charge oh wow that's huge that's unbelievable isn't it that's unbelievable uh when they thinking about raising them up to 10p at one point as well i would be very happy for that to happen yeah exactly I think, but that's what I think they should do with, you know, all sorts of takeaway Tupperware. So, you know, McDonald's um, will just have to charge 5p more unless someone comes in with some Tupperware. And then, <laughs> um, Love it. Yeah, I don't know how they do that necessarily. McDonald's mm. would probably find it quite annoying if people actually had Tupperware, but yeah, it would interfere um, with their business, but if it's the but, branding as well, it's the, mm. yeah. I suppose if they if they produced McDonald's branded Tupperware, which you could buy, but then maybe, uh, I I think five p is fine. If they if 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 the government should just take five p from every McDonald's, mm-hmm. if if people don't bring their own Tupperware, McDonald's don't sort out. If they don't want to sort out their system, then it's a win for the government. It's a win for the government. You're right. They just get that extra five p. Mm. Um. Well, a few takeaways for all of you <laughs> on this podcast. Um, unfortunately, that's all of, that we've got time for, but we'll, we'll come back next week with some more and wonderful topics. Who knows what yes. we'll have next? Who knows what we'll have next? Who knows? I've got no idea. I love that. You see, I love that, though. That's the, that's yeah. the beauty of it. This uh, is good. You know, last week, I had no idea that you had a friend who worked in reality TV and she brought an amazing perspective on behind the scenes um, and also made me feel quite jealous about about the fact (laughs) she was in Australia for quite a long time. But here's some beautiful news for all of you. Let's let's think about all the cool things that all of you are doing at the moment and how 
you can create an impact to the world. See, this is an educational podcast, Harry. <laughs> I know we're, we're helping people learn. We're making we're making them excited for the future. Um, I'm excited for the future. Every time I think about talking to you, the future is now. Yeah. All right, we're living. Have it. a good Have a good week, everyone. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. Bye.